Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking about bandwagon mentality. You know, we grew up hearing the phrase, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Oh. You heard that, right? I heard that. I still say that. Yeah. I do. When I say it, it though, you feel like your parents, right? You do, but it works with young kids, I notice. Like, they need real simple things that they can be like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You can't get too fancy with So they can kind of think through it. Yes. Yeah. You know, Kim, the more I work with families and the more I'm on this journey Mm -hmm. of trying, like, to get my kids to talk to me about everything and instill this quiet confidence in them that I want to instill, that they can... They can stand up for what they believe in and Mm -hmm. and not follow the crowd. You know, Mm -hmm. the more I try to do that and the more I see other families, I will tell you, I think one of Satan's biggest manipulation tools is to convince our kids everyone is doing it. Oh, yeah. Like there's no hope. You might as well just join in. Mm -hmm. There's nobody like you. You're weird Mm -hmm. because you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hate to say this, but I fell into that trap as a kid. I think most of us did. I, and it is my goal as a mom, like, I'm not going to let my kids fall into that trap. Mm. You know, they can, they can make mistakes and whatever, but I don't want you to do something because everyone else is doing it. Like it is, it is just from Satan. I remember like distinctly the moment of looking around and all my friends had boyfriends and I did not. And quite frankly, I didn't want one. I wasn't into it yet. It was middle school. I was just awkward. Just wasn't, I wasn't ready. But I thought, I am missing out. And this is what I'm supposed it's to do. It's what expected. It is what is expected of me. And some of my friends had made a few comments. And so I felt like, well, I got to get me a man in middle school. And so all. You're not of, getting yourself a man. You're I, getting yourself a, a little boy. boy. <laughs> That's right. What am I saying? <laughs> A boy. And then, you know, I'm walking down this road of trying to get a boyfriend, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, why am I even doing this? And those questions ring in my head now, and I share those with my kids. I'm like, when the Holy Spirit is prompting questions in your mind, that's one of those moments where you say, why am I doing this? Is it just because everybody thinks it's cool or they're saying it's right? That is the Holy Spirit, and that's what I'm trying to teach my kids to recognize. Well, and I think it's so, so important to start this conversation early. Like all the conversations we talk about, the earlier you can start, the better. It's never too late, but man, start them early if you can. It's never too late, but it's harder when they've gotten in the habit of following the crowd to break it. I mean, just like anything. Mm -hmm. If you're a smoker, you've gotten in the habit. It's hard to break that habit. If you're a cheesecake eater. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's a a habit that you're forming. And so what we want to do is for them when they're really little, not to form that habit and to ask that question. Like, why am I doing this? It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Like, why am I choosing to participate in whatever this is? One of my favorite questions with my kids, because they are young, my oldest is nine, um, is tell me why this is important to you. 
That's good. Because so often they don't know. They just know that their buddy is doing it or is into it or that's what the teacher said or whatever. I want to hear from you. And a lot of times they'll stop and think about it and they're like, you know, I don't really know. It really isn't important to me. I want them to get into the habit of thinking through their experiences. And I think that's part of this whole bandwagon mentality. We haven't raised our kids to think independently, to really process the emotions that they're feeling and then make a decision for themselves. So, you know, we talked, it's kind of always been, this has always been a thing. Like we grew up with this, whatever. But as with anything, because of technology, it's now heightened. It's exploded. It's exploded, right? Because now we have, you know, when we were growing up, it was just seeing at school what was happening Mm -hmm. and wanting to get into that Mm -hmm. or do what everybody else was doing. Or like a magazine in the aisle, like something real quick. Yeah. Now, you know, your kid can spend hours and hours and hours on social media Mm -hmm. and maybe none of their peers are doing it, but all the college age kids that they follow on social media are doing it and they don't realize they're 12 but they want to be doing all that stuff now For sure. so like it's this whole thing and in new technologies i think about new technologies that have come out i mean vaping comes to mind mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. because talk to any teenager and when you say vaping what's the first thing that comes to mind they will probably say everybody's doing it mm. it is like common like everybody's doing that yeah And if you don't know what vaping is, you need to go check out our show. We have a whole show on it about the jewel and the vaping and all of that. Mm -hmm. But you need to know what vaping is. It is is exploding in our schools, Mm -hmm. everywhere, in our Mm -hmm. churches, everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, one of those things that it's easy for us to think our kids would know how to handle a situation or would think on their feet, as I hear people say a lot, or they'll know what's right and wrong. And it's true at a gut level or the Holy Spirit may be speaking to them. But if we're not practicing with them and we're not conversating with them about these situations, I can promise you that they're going to do what is liked or what is popular because it's easier. It's easier not to stand your ground and to be it's easier not to be different and stand out. It's easier in the moment. In the moment. Until yes, thank you. until it catches up to you. Yes. Because you can only go along with the crowd for so long yeah. before you do long-term damage to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because you're going to do whatever it takes, you know. I think today, I mean, Thank God there were no phones when we were kids Mm. because I probably couldn't do what I do now. now. Like, let's just say that because bad decisions were being made over here in in Mandy world. Right. And now, but now our kids can be recorded doing those things. Mm -hmm. They've got this whole sharing nude phenomenon, which is Mm -hmm. again, a lot of kids are doing that. Mm -hmm. Good kids. And they don't think it's wrong. These aren't bad kids. These are like good kids being raised by good parents. Yes. Um, But there's never been that conversation of why would you do this? And I, where I'm going with this is now it's documented. Mm -hmm. It can follow them their whole life. So doing what everyone is doing, like there could be literal videos that's going to prevent your kid from getting their first job or into a college or a Mm -hmm. scholarship over Mm -hmm. something they did in seventh grade. 
I this was, is a real thing. It is a real thing. I was just uh, listening to a podcast, and a dean of a school was saying more than ever, they look at your digital footprint when they're thinking of admitting you into the school because you are a product of their school the moment they admit you. And anyone can look back at who you are and what you've done and say, oh, well, they go to this school now. They mu That must happen at this school. And so they, they, I was surprised. It was a very prominent university, and they said, listen, before maybe we would look through but now it is the standard we will look through your digital footprint and make a decision if that would adversely affect our school uh, our school look or our, you know our school name and brand so if our kids get into this everyone is doing it yes. and just following along I mean their lives could totally I mean my life was impacted in yes. emotional way deep emotional ways mm -hmm. but it wasn't in the public to display exactly and I think today it would it's both they're going to mm -hmm. have the emotional scars and they're going to have the public videos and the mm -hmm. public shame that comes along with it absolutely and so this is a real thing that we need to talk to our kids about you know again even though my kids are young already my nine-year-old has said many times I, I feel like I want to get a phone I would like a phone hmm. and I'm like why why would you want to get a phone well some of my friends have a phone my friends say they have a phone and want a phone and should get a phone and so already those conversations have started about well why would you need a phone what would you do with the phone and so talking through the peer pressure that's happening for your kid or with your kid is so helpful for them and it's helpful for you because you can fall trap into that oh well if everybody's getting a phone there's parent peer pressure yeah parent this is a real pressure. thing i should get my kid a phone too. it's a real thing yeah oh big time yeah and and you know, you know, with my story and our story, um, you know, my daughter was exposed to things without a phone. Yeah. So I 100 percent believe that delay the phone, delay the phone, delay the phone. But I also believe that there does come a point when you can parent it better with their own device because they're being shown so much from others. Sure. You know, we, we've got that percentage, only 12% from the Pew Research Center do not have a phone between the ages yeah. of 13 and 17. Yeah. But I think what's happening is parents are feeling the pressure like really early mm -hmm. to get the phone and nobody's ready for it. The mm -hmm. parents aren't ready for it and the kids aren't ready mm -hmm. for it. And so, you know, I wrote a whole chapter on that. It's chapter nine in my book. And I have questions laid out for you, mm -hmm. like to ask yourself and your child, are they ready for a phone? Mm -hmm. And I think that's extremely important because it has to be situational. Yeah. You know, the single mom who works all the time and her kid is getting off the bus, that kid's probably going to need a phone sooner than some other kids. Yes. And so, and we have to have grace. Like we have to have grace for those people who need that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, just because that's happening doesn't mean it's time for your kid. If maybe they're not ready or you just don't want to do the work. You don't want to be involved in the online world. I mean, then don't get the phone. Yeah. It, it scares me when we meet parents who their kids have phones with access to everything. And they're like, oh, I don't know what they do on that thing. Yeah. They just did. They needed it. Or they said they needed it for school. And that was and they're like the five. extent. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, it sounds like you're joking. I'm not joking. But you're not. I'm not joking. At the school near where I live, I know that there are a number of kids in the elementary class that have nicer phones than I do. Not that that matters. I'm saying that they have. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Was that a little jealousy in there? <laughs> I just find it ironic that not only do they have a phone, but they have, like, the latest phone, like, 
Wow. You know, one that time. sounds crazy. That, okay, I'm getting off track here, but one time we had a party at our house, teenagers, right? <laughs> yeah. And our rule is drop your phone off on the kitchen island yeah. when you're at our house. You can yeah. check it any time, but it's not going in the back room or the game room or whatever. Yeah. And my husband laid his phone next to it. And it was all these oh, teen yes. girls. And my husband's phone was the smallest yeah. one. <laughs> he took a picture and he was like, what is wrong with this world? It's I was so like, funny. jealousy much? <laughs> yeah. Well, then he shouldn't visit the kindergarten class and he'll feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those crazy things that parents um, unintentionally struggle with this. And then sometimes they're actually pushing the agenda. I have seen that, and I've heard it, and I cringe inside. Just yesterday, um, I heard a mom say, well, so-and-so does it, and so I think you should do it too. You did not. Yes, I did. And it was not about a bad thing. But it's pushing that agenda of you should do it because someone else is doing it. Because they're doing it. Yeah. That's a good reason. And even if it's a good thing, you don't want to plant that seed in your kid's head that just because they're doing it, that's enough of a reason that you should pursue it. You want them to think through the reasons why it makes sense for them, period. It's okay to say no. Yes. It's okay to say no. Um, you know, explain the why behind it. But if your kid is not ready for something, Mm -hmm. do not push it on him just because everyone else is doing it. I will tell you that one of my favorite things, um, I want to share with you this story that impacted me and my kids so much in this realm where he has learned to say no to things that he doesn't feel comfortable with. But I'll tell you that right after this. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by Pax Financial Group and listeners like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. Okay, you were telling us a story. Yeah, I wanted to... And I'm ready to hear it. Okay, like, okay I'm excited okay. to hear this story. So I've told this story before, but it really came up again in me how I have like this little celebration moment every time I hear my son in this situation. Um, I overheard him playing with another kid, and the kid was being very manipulative. Like, you should do this, because this is what I do. Oh, yes. And if you don't like it, then you're not this. a good friend. Like, those kinds of statements. And I had heard this a few times, and so... I pulled him aside, and this was a while ago, and I explained to him about what manipulation is and what that feels like. And we talked a lot about what those, what some of those trigger words are and why it's not a good thing. And it was really enlightening in that moment for him because he was feeling weird but didn't have a word for it. Mm-hmm. And so we talked through that. And I will tell you, it's been probably a year and a half since that happened. And I have heard him so many times where this kid – who now I'm okay with him hanging out with, even though I don't think he makes great decisions a lot of the time, I hear my son time and time again say, no, thank you. I'm not comfortable doing that. 
or no thank you I'm not interested in what that. What a great life lesson. Oh my heart just explodes because I'm like yes. And you go back to that one minute five minute com- one five minute conversation yes. that was not a huge deal. It, it didn't take a lot of time but look yeah. how much it taught your kid. It was not a sit down like we need to talk about this. It was just like hey I feel like you're probably feeling like this, you know, and it gave him that fuel that it is okay to say no, as long as you're respectful, you are kind, you can say no, and it's okay. Be you, not someone else. Yeah. So let's talk about like some practical things that we do, because that was a real practical one Um, for my older kids. You know, I always say to them, if you feel like everyone is doing it, but what they're doing does not line up with God's word. Or it's hurtful. You know, it doesn't feel right. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you think should be happening. Mm -hmm. Then a red flag alert should be sounding in your brain. Like, I want them to visualize that. I want them to visualize like a red siren going Mm -hmm. off in their brain. Mm -hmm. This is something I need to talk with mom about. Like, I'm struggling with this. Is this okay? Yeah. You know, um, recently, um, my whole thing is I'm constantly praying, dear Lord, let me instill a quiet confidence in my kids. Yeah. That's just a constant prayer that I'm, I feel myself doing all the time. And, and I want them to have the confidence because then they won't go with the crowd. Right. So recently I'm praying this and praying this, right. And when my kids actually do it, like I question them. So let me tell you, <laughs> like I mess up. Right. So th- recently we bought a new shirt at our church and it says Jesus is my jam. It's a super cute shirt. Yeah, it's like it a cute, cute color, a cute mm-hmm. font, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was to support a little girl doing a mission trip, mm-hmm. you know. So it was a good cause and everything. We've been praying for her. Um, and so my daughter goes to a public school and she came out one morning last week and she had this shirt on that she was going to wear to school. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm always preparing her. For bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want her to be prepared. Like, you know, for pornography, we prepare on mm-hmm. how to respond to that. For, you know, being asked for a nude photo, we pre- we talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you respond to that? Like, mm-hmm. like, so in my mind, I'm always preparing her for yeah. the worst, right? <laughs> and it came out kind of wrong. I will say it. <laughs> but I said to her, hey, um, are you okay wearing that shirt? You look super cute. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you look super cute, but... Somebody may do it, give you a smart remark, mm-hmm. or they may make fun of you. Mm-hmm. I just need you to know that. Like, I want you to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you for wearing the shirt and proclaiming Jesus at your public school. <laughs> and I, she was standing in the pantry, right, looking for something to eat. And she looked at me like this teen sass oh, eye roll. Oh, boy. And she said, so? <laughs> I don't care what people think. Look at her. My heart like swelled in my chest and I looked at her and I said, I am so proud of you. Like, that's what I was hoping you would say. (laughs) But I also wanted you to be prepared, you know, because I didn't want somebody to say something and then she start crying or she have a breakdown at school and like, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was so proud of her. And I said, you know what? I'm so proud of you because you're just you're just being you. Yes. You're being true to God and you're not wavering. And like people are going to notice that they may not say it because it may be weird to say way to go for doing that. Yeah. Um, But what was cool was she got in the car that day and she was like, oh, my gosh, so many people told me they love my shirt. And I was like, thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Thank you for giving her that encouragement from her peers because they do want it. They everybody wants to be liked. Yes, it's so true. It's a struggle. And, 
you know, I'm going to kind of take the other side of this story here. Yeah. Not that specific story, but of, you know, the whole bandwagon thing um, and lay those foundational conversations and truths. You know, one of the things we say all the time is you be you. Don't try to be someone else. God wants you to be you. And if it feels wrong or you know it's wrong, guess what? It is. Like, don't, if you find yourself trying to make excuses or justify, that's the red light that the Holy Spirit is like, hey, that's probably because this is a bad idea. And here's the big but. The big but. The big but. Here's the big but. (laughs) I like big but. It's called Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the big but? The big but, besides Kim, is that. (laughs) Stop it. No negative self talk. No negative self talk. Even if it makes me laugh. Um, it really is that we're human yeah. and your kids are going to mess up. Yeah. And so one of the other things that I have found myself saying a lot lately is, look, if you find yourself in a situation where you've jumped on that bandwagon mm-hmm. or you've made a bad choice, it's never too late to step back. Get off the Get bandwagon. Get off the wagon. Yeah. And I remember great. so many times, I remember calling my mom from a party and I knew in my spirit, like, don't go to this party. This is not going to be a good party. And I went, even though the red lights were flashing. Yeah. And as soon as I got there, I realized I was in a very dangerous, bad position. And if my mom had not have said, like, you can always call me, no questions asked. If you are in trouble, mm-hmm. I am your go-to. Like, don't stay. And so I called and I was just like, I just need a ride, mom. And she's like, no questions asked. She picked me up. Awesome. Um, Same thing. Like your kids need to know it's never too late to jump off the wagon, to call you and that you will not ream them for making a mistake. And and that you won't continually bring it up. Yes. You got to let it go. Yes. You were so dumb. Like once they jump off the bandwagon, praise them, praise them and don't bring it up. Don't and same thing with your spouse. Like uh, we can go. That's another show. (laughs) Um, The other thing is, you know, talk about the trap of popularity. We talk about that a lot. So here's what I want to say about that. Um, I say to my kids, look, if you are popular because you're you and you are true to Jesus and you are standing firm in your faith and people see that and you're at a school where that's cool, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with being popular. Mm The problem is being popular if you're doing whatever it takes to have the popular status. Mm -hmm. That's where it becomes a problem. Oh, yeah. Slippery slope. Yeah. And I think of Ephesians 4.14. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind. Mm -hmm. Why? We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. You know, like if you if you share a nude photo, you're going to go viral and be the most popular kid in school. That is not truth. That is a lie from Satan to try and get you to go with the crowd. Yes. Right. And so just instilling in them that popularity is not the goal. I always tell my teen girl, everybody's standards of popularity changes. And it will constantly, you'll be demanded to do something else and then something else. And then some, like Never next enough. week, it'll be something else. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly going to be trying to do these things and it's going to hurt your soul. Yeah. Like you're going to have emotional scars from them. And you're probably going to have videos that are out there surfacing that could literally work, that could literally ruin your career or your college. Yeah. So talk about popularity, you know, and speaking of popularity, that's why this is so important. Teach your kids about their true identity, not a fake one. That's always changing. 
Their audience is one. Their audience is God, not people. I love Galatians 1.10. I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And that, I mean, we've, we've got to teach them. And we struggle with this. Yes, so and, and I think they see us struggling. And then so they they model what we're doing. They do. They do. It, and, and it's also modeled all the time for them, remember, not just in social media, but in the programming. Like if you take a minute to watch a show with your kids. Oh, this oh, is, you are preaching it right now. Let me tell you. You are preaching all it. All husbands are dumb on their shows. <laughs> You do whatever it takes to be popular. And you don't tell your parents anything. You, you lie purposely. You lie about everything. A secret. You never tell them what's going on. That's what their media oh, is telling my, them. My blood pressure is going up because yes. I. this is literally being saturated into our kids' brains. Yes. And if we are not actively talking to them about yeah. not going along with that, yeah. and we watch those shows, mm-hmm. but then we have conversations about it yeah. afterwards. Like, don't you think it's weird that they can't tell their parents this mm-hmm. or that they did that because everybody else is doing it? Do mm-hmm. you see how that got them in trouble? You know, have those conversations afterwards. Absolutely. Um, you know, be set apart. Know who you are. Run your race, not anyone else's. Those are those things we need to constantly be saying to our kids so it just becomes a part of the script running through their mind. So when they're faced with a decision or a moment, they remember those things, they listen to the Holy Spirit, they see the red flashing, and they know what to do. And then when you really are able to teach them that, you know, to have that quiet confidence and look within, they're not going to look within the crowd because they're yeah. going to go back to asking what, like you did, why, why am, am I, I doing, doing this? this? And it goes back to their relationship with God. And that's the other thing. It's not following our rules. It's Mm -hmm. their relationship with God. That's the audience. Amen, sister. For our wrap-up segment today, one, Satan manipulates our kids with the lie that everyone is doing it. Teach your kids to stand alone and be confident. Two, talk about the trap of popularity. Three, Instill in your kids their true identity, not a fake one that changes. They have an audience of one, and that is God. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?